Hello, this is Aaron. Thank you for tuning in to the Church Discussions Podcast. I hope you're blessed and well. If this is your first time tuning in, I want to say thank you so much for listening. This is a resource for growth in your understanding of the scriptures. I encourage you to follow the Instagram for more content and feel free to share this podcast with your family and friends. All right, today I have a very special guest with me. This is a good friend of mine. Um, we've probably known each other for, I don't know, close to nine or 10 years, I think. We've played on the worship team together. I've really been blessed by my friendship with him, and I've learned a lot from him. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. My name is Zach. Uh, I attend the same church as Aaron. We have been friends for quite a long time, and I'm a little uh, starstruck right now. I'm finally behind the scenes of the Church Discussions podcast, and it, it feels <laughs> great. So I'm, I'm thankful to be on the podcast. I'm excited for today's podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. Um, so first of all, would you tell us more about yourself, just so anyone who's listening who maybe doesn't attend our church can just kind of uh, familiar, get more familiar with who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I am from La Mirada. I went to La Mirada High School, and there's where I met some people who were Christians, and they introduced me to the gospel. I believe that I had a conversion experience sometime in high school, not sure exactly where. Um, and uh, God saved me. I was supposed to go to a, a school for football. I ended up not going and serving in church because God moved in, in that way in my life. He uh, asked me if I could stay, and I obliged, and I've been here ever since. And I uh, I know that it was the best decision I, ever, I could have ever made because— um, God has moved so much in my life and done so much in me, and I'm just uh, so thankful. And uh, here I am today with Aaron, so it's it's really awesome. Yeah, that story. I, I remember years ago hearing that story and just being blown away, the fact that you turned down an opportunity or what may appear to be an opportunity to um, move forward in your career or, uh, you know, potentially a, a whole um you know, a whole path, a good path that many people see as ideal, you know, in the world. But I, I know that, that you took a different route and you got connected here at the church and you started serving and, and you've just been faithful ever since. And again, I just want to mention that I'm truly blessed by our friendship and, you know, just watching the Lord work in your life. It's, it's just awesome. So um, let's go ahead and get to this topic that we're talking about today. We're talking about um, the topic of studying the Bible. Um, I know I had a few episodes already on this topic. I want to get different perspectives on this. Uh, it may be beneficial to you to, to hear different approaches to studying the Bible, why it's important, um, how to do it. I know in my own personal life, um, you know, I had a, a, a hard time trying to learn the word. And even I still do. I mean, it's it's difficult to understand certain scriptures and stuff like that. So. So my first question for you, Zach, is what are some ways that you approach reading and studying the Bible? So I think it's good that you put some ways because I think um, there's not just one way to study the Bible. And I think you you sell yourself self short if you just pick one way. So uh, for me, when I come to a passage that I want to study, the, the first thing that I, I like to do when I'm studying the Bible is, you know, think about context, you know, so, um, and this is something you've talked about before uh, on your episodes, and I guess I'll just reiterate it now, you know, I want to look for uh, the literary context, what kind of book it is it in the Bible, uh, the historical context, where are we in the timeline um, 
of history, uh, the biblical context. Where are we in the biblical timeline? You know, where are we uh, within the story of uh, God's redemption? And and then from there, I'll, I'll hop into you know the immediate context. Who's speaking? Uh, who are they speaking to? Um, and, and those things really help me to okay now now I can read this you know and um, I can I can understand it better um, and a lot of those answers you'll find directly in the text that you're reading you can also find them in other places in the scripture and this this is something that didn't come overnight for me I think is uh, you know this this uh, this journey of the Christian life is a, a, a journey of just growing over and over again. Um, and I think that you you will learn as you go as far as studying the Bible. So I think context, uh, repetition helps me a lot. Um, I like to read uh, passages over and over again. If I know that I'm going to um, be studying a, a specific passage, what I'll do first is just read it over and over again for maybe uh, weeks, uh, depending on like uh, how long I have or what I how in depth I want to go one year, for instance, um, I just went through the gospels, uh, the whole year. So it was, uh, four, four months, so three months in Matthew and then Mark and then Luke and then John. Um, and I just read those over and over again. And that really helped me to get a grasp of what was going on. And then, uh, I, I would say reading it carefully. So you, you don't have to, you don't have to hurry, hurry through it. I think that, uh, what can happen sometimes is we 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 want to get things done um, and we don't read things carefully and I think that we we can mess up in that way and then um, another way is just I kind of mentioned this but use as many tools as possible so I have I have a book with um, a timeline of the Bible uh, in it uh, that gives me a timeline from Genesis to Revelation and gives me all the the uh, main points on that timeline and that kind of helps me to understand where I'm at. And then there's a lot of other resources that I'll use in studying the Bible, but that's, um, so I guess I, I use a lot of approaches and I, I, I try to use as many tools as possible to get the job done basically. Yeah. Would you say that even having conversations with different people about the scriptures is helpful as well? Oh right? yeah, definitely. Uh, we talk about this in the study, our uh, theological theological classes is that, um, the best way to learn is in community. You know, yeah. I, I think that it's it's so helpful. And I think really uh, when you're grabbing some of these resources to study, that's what you're doing. So if you grab three or four commentaries on, say, the book of Hebrews, that's what I'm going to be going through with my uh, connect group. What you're doing is you're bringing those scholars, you know, uh, church historians, those people uh, into your conversation with uh, studying the Bible. Uh, a lot of times what I want to do is if I come to a passage and I'm studying it and I come up with my own interpretation of what the scripture means, I want to make sure that I'm not crazy, you know? So yeah. I want to ask my friends, but I also want to ask uh, my family in regards to the church. Um, and my family in regards to the church is not just right now, but it's 2000 years plus of, you know, church history and people who've studied the Bible uh, longer and better than I could ever. Yeah. Um, so I think um, just getting it, as many of those people into the conversation about what the passage means really helps me to get a grasp of what it 
actually is saying, you know? Yeah. And I, I think about it this way. Let's say you have uh, somebody who is sick, right? And you have a room, you have a room filled with 50 doctors. And if a majority of those doctors, let's say 45 of those doctors give a certain opinion on this particular medicine that could help this person, I think that's something to consider, right? If yeah, the majority definitely. of people. So <clears throat> I, I wouldn't say that you just accept everything at face value. You know, in a previous episode I talked about, we talked about commentaries. And what a commentary is, is it's basically somebody commenting on the scripture. Yes. So we shouldn't always just, I, I always say that we shouldn't always just jump right to the commentary. I believe that we should put our work in on, in understanding the historical context, understanding who's writing it, what's going on in the text. And then the very, very last thing is would be to con consult a few commentaries and not even one at that. I would say maybe three, four or five commentaries. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, we all come to the Bible with our own presuppositions, uh, depending on our context. You know, um, there's a lot of things that we could read into Scripture because of just how we've grown up and where we are in life. And I think doing the work ourselves is going to help us um, test the commentaries and test the, the voices that we're hearing, you know, because the reality is, is we want to faithfully, I think that's the most important thing when we're coming to studying the Bible and we're getting our own interpretation is the goal is faithfully interpreting the Bible. You know, it's not um, coming up with an interpretation that is exciting or groundbreaking is let's be faithful in our in our interpretation and in our studying of the Bible. And I, I even personally, recently, when we were in the study, uh, I studied uh, Genesis, uh, that the chapter in, I think it's chapter six, we were, we were going through, and we were talking about fallen angels. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I studied the passage, and I, I did the work, and there was some scholars that disagreed, that, disagreed with my interpretation and, and I could be thrown off by that and kind of get discouraged by that. But the reality is, is that I did the work and there were, there were other people that I found that have a similar and similar interpretation of that passage of scripture that I do. Um, but I think the important thing is, is to do the work yourself and learn how to do the work yourself so that you're not, tossed to and fro from commentary to commentary because yeah. one says this and another one says this and one says that and another one says this and you're like where do i go you know what do i do what do i believe um and obviously those are on issues that are secondary nothing like um vital to our christian faith but i think we have to do the work ourselves so we can um not be in like utter confusion really when we're coming because there's thousands of commentaries on every book of the bible probably you know yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think uh, another tip that I've heard is scripture interprets scripture, definitely, you know, yeah. so so if you're reading a text in scripture, <clears throat> it's not going to contradict the rest of scripture. You know, I, I love this about one of the pastors in our churches. What he does is he will explain a text and then he might get two, three or four other scriptures to help us understand that text. And I love that because that's what scripture does. You know, scripture is it, it's it harmonizes together. And it, and it illuminates each other. So that's that's what I love about the Bible. So let's move on to my next question. Why is it important to read and study the Bible? So in that question, I see a distinction. Uh, why is it important to read and study the Bible? So 
I think it is important to do both, to read and study the Bible. Um, I I like to use analogies to understand things. I think you like like to use those as, as well. Um, I am skeptical sometimes to use analogies uh, that are not found in Scripture to uh, talk about Scripture because they often fall short. Yeah. Um, however, I think for this, I can use an analogy. So I try to use a similar analogy when I'm explaining this kind of stuff to people. Um, but say there's a garden, you know, um, that has uh, different vegetables and fruits and all these different things. And it, it, it's almost like um, just this just ginormous garden, you know, vast and, and very intricate and different uh, things in it. And some days you can only drive by to see the garden you 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 can drive by and uh and get to the garden and you can and you can see it um you see that there's that plant there you see that there's that fruit there that vegetable there but all you can do that day because of your time is you just drive by you know now at some point you're going to want to get out of the car go into the garden and get your hands dirty and and cultivate and see what's in the garden you know um I think as far as uh, studying the Bible, if we're only reading the Bible uh, day to day and it's only just reading, there's no uh, getting out of the car and, and you know planting our feet in a certain passage of Scripture, there's not going to be any depth. Yeah. Not that there won't be any depth, but it will be very hard to get oh, – the most out of the passage of scripture that you're studying if you're just driving by all the time. And that's why we have to slow down. We have to stop, stop the car, get out of the car and, and go into the garden and find what's there. So I think it's important to read the Bible um, because reading the Bible is the pathway to studying the Bible. You know, we, 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 we need to read the Bible at, at the very least reading the Bible. We're going to, um, get the word of God in us and it's going to bring us life. You know, that's, that's the goal. Um, but studying the passage is going to, um, just exponentially, uh, bring growth in our lives because we're going to experience the fullness of what's in the garden, uh, in the analogy or the text yeah. or, uh, for what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I agree with that 100%. I think, uh, studying definitely takes us deeper, and I kind of mentioned this at my connect group as well last night is uh, I, I look at it in, in a sense, the body, I mean, to give another analogy, <laughs> but the body, <laughs> the body needs nutrients and vitamins, right? Mm -hmm. if, if I just live off of hot Cheetos and, and uh, um, soda every day, it's not going to be too healthy for me physically. But I think that the scriptures there, it's so rich spiritually. There's so much in the scriptures that, that we need spiritually. And I think for us to to begin to learn how to consume that, to learn how to break that down and take that in, I think it's important to us spiritually, you know, and I think it helps us grow and it helps us to be healthy, you know, just scratching the surface on many scriptures. I, I mean, I, I think that's good. You know, if you're, let's say a new convert, if you don't know how to read the Bible, I don't want to, I don't want people to feel discouraged. You know, I want people to read the, the scriptures and, uh, and um, get familiar with, with the passage of Scripture. But I think there, there should be a point eventually where a Christian should get to a point where they learn how to dig into the text and actually, like you mentioned, you know, get in it, you know, and take the work to do that. So um, 
my next question is if I'm new to reading and studying the Bible, where do I start? I know you kind of mentioned a little bit, but let's say a person has never really read the Bible and they come to you and say, where do I start? Do I start in Genesis and just read all the way through? Or, you know, what, what would you say the best approach to that is? So there's a lot of different opinions on this. I think I, I've done a lot of research on what people say about uh, where to start. Uh, some people will say John, the Gospel of John. Some people will say Matthew. Um, I think the consensus is that you start in the Gospels, which is the uh, narrative accounts of the life um, and work of Jesus. Um, the The Gospels is what the Old Testament points to, right? And, yeah. And uh, what all of the uh, the epistles um, and letters in the New Testament are uh, referring back to, you know. Um, so I, I think um, starting with Jesus is going to help you to interpret the rest of Scripture. So it, you're, you're going to start off with, with what the Bible is all pointing to. Um, the, the Old Testament uh, points forward to Christ. And uh, when, when you end up going into Genesis and all of those passages of Scripture, you know that it's going somewhere. And I think that's why it's important, um, and I didn't really mention this earlier, but I think it's important uh, for us when we're reading the Bible and studying the Bible to know that it's not just a bunch of uh, miscellaneous, random uh, books put together, you know, a bunch of spiritual books, but it is a one story of redemption that culminates in uh, the person and work of Jesus. Um, when we understand that, we can read Scripture and and see how the story unfolds, how it progressively um, goes and points towards uh, the the Savior of the world, Jesus. So I think um, starting in the Gospels, you know, starting with Jesus is going to help you when you read the rest of Scripture, so you can understand um, who uh, the God of the Old Testament is and understand um, what He was doing and has been doing uh, since the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And I noticed that you had mentioned, you said start with the narrative, the, the four gospels or one of the four gospels, which are narratives. Now in scripture, what is a narrative? Can you just explain that a little bit to us? So uh, to me, I, I, I guess the narrative would just be a story. So it's, it's giving you information um, in the form of a story. Um, the obviously, um, when you, well, no, I, wouldn't say, I shouldn't say obviously, the, the writers of the Gospels, um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they, they are telling the story for a specific purpose. Yeah. Um, so it is a story. Um, it, is, it is told in a certain way so that you can get the main point of the story. Um, and I think uh, when you understand that there's some places in scripture that are narrative and there's some places that are historical books and uh, there's some places that we have wisdom literature and songs and um, different things uh, of that nature. Uh, a genre, when we're talking about these different types of uh, literature, these different genre, it's really just different forms of yeah. writing. You know, that's what a genre is, it's a form. So um, it, it's nothing crazy we we experience this right now we're having a dialogue 
Um, there's another form of speech is a monologue. You know, there's a, there's a lot of different forms of speech and there's a lot of different forms of writing. And that's what we experienced in the scripture. So it's just helpful to know what you're reading so that you can read it uh, literally, you know, yeah. read it the way that uh, it was meant to be read. Yeah, because I think um, depending upon the genre, there's a different purpose, right? Yeah. So, for example, um, wisdom, a wisdom uh, book in the Old Testament would be, an example of this would be Proverbs, since it's giving you practical wisdom. So the writer, his intended purpose is to give out practical wisdom, tips on how to live and stuff like that. So a narrative, it, it doesn't... I mean, you, I believe you could pull principles out of a narrative. You know, there, there might be little lessons that you could receive from a narrative, but ultimately the main purpose of the writer is to let you know what happened in a certain period of time, to explain to you, you know, what so, who so-and-so was saying to so-and-so, you know, the conversations and what took place. And so there's a particular purpose, and that's what we're trying to get at, right? Yeah. That's what we're saying is, is narrative has a different purpose so I, I think that authorial intent is extremely important when it comes to interpreting scripture. You know, if we kind of surpass that, then the meaning of the text almost becomes subjective. You know, it almost becomes, you know, whatever the, you know, it's it's in the eye of the beholder. You know, if, if a person wants to interpret it this way and put this meaning on it, then he's free to do that when... Really, that's that's not how we should read the scripture because then that's very easy for us to change the meaning of scripture. Would you agree with yeah, that? Yeah, and I think it's it could be really confusing. One example I just experienced recently is we were talking uh, two weeks ago about the genealogies in Genesis, uh, early on in Genesis, and we were talking about man, it's so boring, and it's like how do <laughs> well, how do I get through that? You know, it's why is it even there? You know? Yeah. Uh, but when we understand the purpose of the genealogies and that those genealogies are taking us from one important person in the story of redemption to another. And also uh, the author who is Moses is, is um, going to be reading these uh, genealogies to uh, Jewish people, the people of God in the wilderness. They are, are looking at this, this is their family history, you know? So it's not just a meaningless portion of scripture, but it, because we understand who the author is and the intent of the author, we kind of, uh, are able to read the scripture and understand it for what it is and not just kind of uh, either make it meaningless or give it its own meaning from ourselves, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> All right, my next question is, what do I do if I'm not interested in the Bible? If I have a hard time reading it, you know, I, I, I know, to be honest with you, in my own personal life, I've experienced this, you know, where I've, it's hard <laughs> to get into the Bible, you know? It's hard, first of all, to understand it. So then it, it's really easy, especially even for a new person, to read the Bible and think, I'm not interested in this. It yeah. doesn't, you know, they may feel like it doesn't relate to them. So how would you respond to that question? If I'm not interested in the Bible, what do I do? Well, I, I think that there's, I, I would assume that most of the people that, were, that are listening to this podcast are Christians who, you know, are uh, serving the Lord to whatever capacity, you know, in their churches, maybe most of them in our church, you know, um, if, if we're not interested in the Bible or reading the Bible, um, I think there's a few reasons why that could be. Uh, the one reason I think you kind of mentioned it or hinted at it is that if, if we don't 
particularly know how to do something are not, we don't see ourselves as good at doing something. Um, I'm not really going to want to do that, you know? Yeah. So I think um, equipping um, ourselves to be able to read the Bible helps us to actually desire to do it. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that can, you know, the ways that you can do that is reaching out to people who do read the Bible really well, or, you, you know, they do uh, love to read the Bible, or even people who love to read in general. It's like how... I, because I think another thing is like why they're not interested in reading the Bible is maybe because they just don't like to read. They're not interested in reading, you know. Um, and and I think an excitement for reading will help you with uh, having excitement to read scripture, you know. Uh, so I, I think figuring out what, what it is, why you're not interested, you know. So um, for me, uh, sometimes what, what I will what I will find myself doing if I'm not interested in reading the Bible, even, even now, if I'm just like not really interested to read the Bible is that I, I've probably forgot what the purpose of the scripture is for. You know, uh, I forgot that in the first place, it made me wise unto salvation that the, the, that the hearing of the gospel preached um, and the word of God, um, the, the word of God uh, made me uh, by the spirit wise unto salvation the lord uh regenerated me through his word you know he he made me alive he he brought me life through the word of god so i think if we were we can remember that i think that's helpful to make us interested and then then once we get past that it's okay well now this is an ancient text that kind of seems boring to me you know how do i get past that and i think to get past that you have to you have to find a way to get into the passage. And I think that the best way to do that is understanding context. The, 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 the less you know about the, the story, um, the, the scripture that you're reading, uh, the less interesting it's going to be, you know? Yeah. Um, if, if I read a, a newspaper article about two random people, um, that the story is kind of like seemingly not interesting to me, I, I probably won't read the whole thing, you know, I'll just be like, whatever, it's like boring. But if it's, I know the context, the Dodgers winning the World Series, if, mm-hmm. I, if I know the context that they've been to the World Series a bunch of times previously and haven't won and they, you know, they have been, uh, haven't won one in like 32 years or whatever, I, the, the context makes me more engaged in the, um, the thing that I'm reading or studying. So I think... Um, really trying to understand uh, context and putting yourself in the scripture and the setting of the scripture is going to um, help you to be more interesting, uh, interested because it is, the Bible is very interesting. I think we just um, become detached because maybe forgetfulness or um, we don't do the work to, to get, to get there to that place where it's interesting to us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. <clears throat> and my next question is how often should I read the Bible? So reading the Bible, just reading, um, not studying the Bible, I, I would say as much as physically possible. It, I, I would, you know, I struggle with, um, I like to read um, books besides the Bible, extra biblical books. And so I have to kind of check myself is like, okay, I got to make sure that the main 
thing that I'm reading is a scripture. Um, I, I think making it a discipline in your life is really important, you know, picking a time. So I, I try to pick a time that I read the Bible every day. Um, that's after work for me when I, as soon as I get off. And um, I also, I try to do it as much as possible, but I think the, the best way to do that is to um, bring the word of God into everywhere possible. So um, I like to do Bible plans with friends. I like to have my own personal Bible plans. I like to read books that are about the Bible that help me, you know, point me back to the Bible. Um, I, I want my, really my life um, and the things that I'm reading to be either in the scripture or pointing me to the scripture. Um, and this kind of goes back to um, what we were talking about earlier about studying is I like to listen to podcasts kind of like this one about the Bible so that I can, you know, think about the Bible and then go read the Bible again. You know, it's, I, the, the scripture is where we encounter the living God. You know, it's, it's yeah. where we um, hear the voice of God. Um, I, I want to um, be in that intimate relationship with the Lord as much as possible. And that's because, you know, uh, the love that God has shown me um, and all of us, you know, as Christians, it, it points us to that place. And I think we can kind of um, get frustrated and confused when we, we're not um, in the word. But when, when we're in the word, we we find that place. It's almost like home, like where I want to be, you know, is like in the scripture. It's the it's like kicking my shoes off. <laughs> Literally, that's how it feels like when yeah. I'm reading the Bible. It's just like refreshing. Um, and I think that's that's really um, – I don't think there's a certain amount of time. I think it should be as much as you can possibly do. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. That's really good. And, um, and we talked about this in a previous episode, but the scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 3 talks about how the scripture is inspired by God or it's God-breathed. So – the scripture comes directly from God. So and really anything that comes from God directly is where, where I want to be, you know, yeah. that's, that's, that's our dwelling place, you know, and, it, and I think um, as long as we have this mindset of upholding the scriptures, you know, above any opinion, above my own opinion, my own biases, my own presuppositions, like holding up, upholding the scripture and living according to that on a day to day basis and really just cherishing the scriptures is our goal, right? So, yeah, I think that was really good. And um, was there any other closing statements, Any anything else that you wanted to go ahead and say before we conclude? Yeah, I, I think before I do anything else, I want to I make this clear, is that unfortunately we can make studying the Bible something that seems individualistic. You know, it's just me and my Bible. Um, and I'm on this alone and I, I really, you know, church is supposed to be, you know, we sing together, we pray together, um, we do uh, we do life together, you know, we eat together, we do all these things together. Uh, unfortunately, I think something that we miss is studying the Bible together. That is, I think that is the most helpful thing um, that we could uh, ever do. And I, I think out of all the resources, uh, that we talked about, you know, a Bible timeline. I didn't mention some like a Bible dictionary, 
Uh, you guys have talked before on previous episodes about um, the original languages. You know, having all of those things, commentaries and uh, different resources, those are fantastic. You know, listening to podcasts about the Bible are amazing. But I think the best resource um, is having um, the people of God together studying the Bible because you can, um, in conversation, much like we are, um, talk about the scripture and, and challenge each other's interpretations and, and not in a way that is uh, divisive or uh, confrontational, but in a way that is edifying and helpful. Um, I, I, I don't want to be right when I come to a passage of scripture. I want to um, understand the scripture for what it is, you know? So if somebody yeah. else is right, when they, yeah. when they come to an interpretation, I want to um, adhere to that. And, I'll mention, I, I didn't mention this earlier, but I'll, I'll talk about just one thing. It's like before I, I preached a message at, at uh, the youth, uh, Thrive Youth, and I was studying a passage and I had in my mind um, the interpretation of the scripture. And when I came to the passage and I studied it and I, I checked my interpretation with other people, I found that I was wrong. Hmm. <laughs> and I had to make this decision uh Am I going to go and preach something that is a, a false interpretation of the passage, or am I going to uh, submit myself to the Word of God, which actually changed my message? You know, it didn't. My message, my message wasn't the goal. My goal was to uh, bring the message of the Scripture across. And you've talked about that in your uh, in your episode, I think, about preaching before. Um, and, and I think when we, we're interpreting and we're studying the Bible, uh, the goal is to um, get down to what the Bible is actually saying and let it change our lives, you know, um, let it speak to us. The, the, the Bible, we don't only read it, but it reads us as well. You know, that's a, kind of a cliche thing that we say, but it's, it's true. And I, I think we have to get down uh, to studying honestly and carefully and in community so that we can uh, let the scripture speak to us clearly and and effectively in our lives so that we don't just read it and say this is what it means and there's no change in my life you know or this is what it means and now all those other people who i'm looking at they need to change but not me but we need yeah. to um come to the passage of scripture and study it so it it, it opens and reveals uh, the sin in our lives, um, and, and, and really changes us so that we can, um, be, um, better, uh, Christians, better image bearers, better, uh, children yeah. of, of God, you know? And I think that that's really important when it comes to, to studying the scripture. Let's just be honest and let's, let's not, um, be proud when it comes to our interpretation, but let's let, um, let's let the community of God's people, um, help us to come faithfully to the text of scripture. Yeah. All right. And I, I wanted to just share one passage passage of scripture. A lot of times when we're talking about uh, the Bible, we'll, we'll turn to the New Testament. But I wanted to uh, just close with this because I think it's really um, beautiful in the 19th Psalm. Uh, the psalmist uh, in the first half of the uh, psalm is talking about natural revelation, um, God's uh nature, things that God has created in nature that are, are plain for everyone to see. But then he finishes the, um, the psalm with 
uh, God's divine revelation. And he says this in verses 7 7 through 10. It says, The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. They are righteous altogether. They are more desirable than gold. Yes, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. Yeah, that's a really good scripture. and That's a good place to end on. I want to say thank you so much, man, for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I appreciate everyone who listens here. Uh, feel free to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave any reviews, rate it, uh, leave a comment. And once again, God bless you. Thank you so much.